How many of you guys, let me just ask this question, are kind of feeling, uh, how many of you guys, are, first of all, are watching the news? <laughs> Even the prophetic news. Yeah. How many of you are confused and concerned and just feel anxiety? How many of you are lying? <laughs> uh, I think if you watch the news, if you see what's going on, if you listen to what's going on out in the world right now, uh, there's no question it's going to bring fear into your heart. It's going to it's going to create just anxiety, uh, and it begins to take us off of the very things that we're supposed to focus on. And so uh, I just want to encourage you in this time, this 21 days of, fear, of fasting and prayer is really setting our eyes on the Lord. And, and I would encourage you even uh, minimize or remove all the, the news and the media and the things that are of this world. And, and I don't mean to stick your head in the sand of what's going on, but, but to take your eyes off of those things and truly set your eyes on Jesus in this time. And uh, if we don't, the moment we take our eyes off of him, the moment we set our eyes on the news and on the things going on and on, on, on whatever it is, the daily news, you're going to get shaken. You're gonna, you're, things are gonna happen. You're gonna start feeling that anxiety and that fear. And it just allows the enemy to have access into to your mind. And uh, the, the mind is where the battle is. So I, what Andrew was saying, um, this was on uh, December 26th. We were about to, uh, we were calling our, our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I, I was talking to another pastor and we we're just like, oh man, we, we can't do this alone. We need to do this together. So I put a call out um, to a number of churches, uh, about 30 churches. And then uh, actually I put the call out to about 20 churches. And then Pastor Peter put the call out to about another 20. And, uh, and so together we have right now, and I think more will be joining just over the next couple, the next week or so. But um, we have about 20 churches that are, uh, that are joining together across the front range. Uh, just in prayer and fasting together, and and then some key leaders as well. Uh, uh, there's the Colorado Praise uh, leader who's there. They're connected with us, and, a, and another a number of other groups. The uh, uh, the Colorado Multi-Ethnic Coalition. The president of that is is connected with this. And so there's uh, in addition to the churches, there's there's also some some groups that are involved. But I just want you to hear. We so what I felt is every Monday we're gonna we're doing this. We're I'm on a call with these pastors and leaders, and we're basically saying, what's the Lord speaking right now? Uh, because we, can, we get things at the rock, and, uh, and they're for the rock, but, but there are things for this region as well that we might not be hearing, but that other churches might be getting. God doesn't just download everything to us at the rock. We don't have it all figured out. The whole point is, is that we need the other churches. They need us. God sets it up that way. That we, we don't operate alone. We, we're not intended to operate alone. And if we're going to operate at full capacity, it requires the unity of the body of Christ. And so, so what we're seeing and what happened on this call on Monday is it just began to kind of it began to bring confirmation into things. It began to bring just kind of enlightenment into things. And, uh, and it was like everyone brought their, their piece of the puzzle 
to the table and begin to lay it down. And uh, the next pastor would, would lay their piece of the puzzle down. And what we began to see is kind of you could get a better picture of what the Lord is actually doing and what he's uh, wanting us to step into in this time. And, and so then we begin to get the strategy of, okay, Lord, this is what you have for this very time right now. And, uh, and so this is what you're going to just hear quickly. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but, but I think it's important just, just to hear it. So I'm not going to say who said what, but just some of the things that were spoken uh, is that in these times, so this is what the, the, uh, these people were hearing, these pastors were hearing, uh, for this very time right now uh, is seek the face of God. Uh, asking for that the, that the Lord's going to bring clarity and purification to the church. Uh, that there is a, uh, oh, to be very strong and courageous in this time. There's a vision that one of them had, and, and it was just that, that uh, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Um, this is the time to be strong and courageous. And, and it's not in our own abilities. It's in him. It's not by power. It's not by mind. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. And uh, another one was focusing on the kingdom, uh, preparing for the harvest, that, that we actually put our nets together in this time. And, and we've actually had this kind of word. The cool part is a lot of these things are just confirmation to the things that we've been hearing. Uh, but putting our nets together, and when we put our nets together, we're going to see a great harvest. Uh, standing firm, remaining steadfast. Strengthening our resolve in this very time. Uh, another one was just a verse that came up was in 1 John 5, 4 and 5. It's just basically saying that faith is the victory that overcomes the world. That's our part. It's our small part that we play, but it's that small part of faith that we lay in front of a big God. And he's the one who's faithful in these things. And we begin to see victory. We become overcomers in him. Uh, Another one was uh, huh, over, uh, that we are to be an overcoming church and that an overcoming church is a disciplined church. Uh, another thing that was prayed into is Psalm 119, 165, and just it was about no offenses, that we would take no offense at this time. I'll tell you, <laughs> this is a time when, when, we're not, when our eyes are not on Jesus, when we don't have, when we're not listening to the Holy Spirit. It's so easy right now to take an offense. And we're seeing, this is where we are seeing division in the church. We're seeing uh, brothers and sisters like coming against each other for things that are of this world, for things that are temporal. And, and uh, we, we focus, we got to focus on the eternal. And we have to love. <laughs> Above all else, we are called to love. And so, uh, yeah, so that, that, is, that is a big one. That, that, that spirit of offense that can come in. Uh, be so cautious. And I think how do we, how do we combat that is, is just when we're in the spirit, when, we're eyes, when our eyes are on Jesus. Um, I know I'm taking longer than I was going to take on this. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, the, oh, here's another one. So First Chronicles 12.32, it's about the sons of Issachar. And just that, that in this time that we would truly have an anointing to understand the signs of the times uh, and asking the Lord for that in this time. Uh, I think it's, it's easy to kind of think we know what's going on or think we know what's happening. And I think even some of the, the prophetic words that we hear, uh, be careful what you listen to. 
And, and uh, there's a lot of prophetic words out there, but, but a lot of the prophetic words aren't necessarily prophetic words. They're words based on what people are seeing. And it's not that they're going, oh, I'm just going to say these things, but a lot of times, uh, not a lot of times, I should just say, there are times when even great prophetic people miss it because of either a filter that they're filtering through or something that, uh, that they hear maybe from someone else and then they kind of, kind of tap into that and it's not of the Lord. And so there's a discernment that, we're, that we really need to step into in this season. We are given a spiritual discernment by the Spirit. And, uh, and so we need to take hold of that. It's great to listen to words, but don't take them as gospel. Pray into them. Anything I say, anything anyone says, pray into those things and make sure that your, your spirit actually, as your spirit's aligned with the Holy Spirit, aligns with whatever's being spoken. And if it doesn't, Put it on the shelf, throw it out, whatever. Uh, but, but I think what I've seen is, is people have a tendency because it's a lot easier to listen to someone else and take that as a word from the Lord rather than listen for yourself. Yeah. I, I'd say we need to be in a season where we're hearing God ourselves. And then as the body of Christ, we're coming together and strengthening each other. Um, yes, we all have the ability. Not to discount of prophetic voices, because there are amazing prophetic voices. Um, but test them. The Lord says to test them. So uh, another thing was to, to simplify in this time, and it's, it's such a good one, that what we've done is, is God gives us something, and then we pack 20 things on top of it that we think are really good. <laughs> and we load down the very thing that God's actually leading us into, or trying to give us. We're like, oh God, that's great. Oh, we should add this to it. Let me put this on it. If I put a little of this on it, it'll be really good. And God's like, no, 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 I, I just gave you this. <laughs> just do that. And so I think what's happening now is those things are being cut away. They're being shaken off. And, and so that it's just the things that God has for us, not God plus all the other things that we think we need to add on to make God really good. We, we don't have to sell God. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to help him out in what he does. Our job is just to walk in obedience to him. Uh, and so that simplification, that removing the clutter. Uh, and the other thing that uh, this pastor was saying is, and, I, and I've seen this as well, is there's just a shifting going on in the churches, even uh, in people. Uh, it seems like kind of people are shifting around and uh, in churches and staffs are shifting around. Pastors are shifting around. Uh, pastors are stepping down. I, we've a number of senior pastors have stepped down uh, that I know um, and, and or have, have shifted into different roles and things. So there's just a shifting going on right now. And I, and I don't I don't think it's all bad. I think it's the Lord's actually doing some shifting right now. He's setting things up. He's moving things around. And uh, so just, I think it's almost being aware of it and, uh, and, and saying, okay, God, we're just going to let you do what you need to do in this time. Um, another thing was focusing on the promise. And this, was, uh, this one was, I felt was really good. Don't listen to the ten spies. It's listening to the, to the Joshua's and to the Caleb's. And uh, it's, it's easy to listen to the majority uh, Whatever it is, the majority of what, and it's it's not necessarily listening to the to the majority. It's listening to those. How did you say it, Andrew? You said it well. Um, it was good. I didn't write it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so but it's 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 being careful 
who you're listening to and uh, not necessarily just going with the crowd, um, but, but hearing the Spirit. And, uh, and, I mean, it was, you know, the Israelites went with the ten, not with the two. And guess what? None of them got to walk into the promised land. The only two out of over a million uh, uh, Israelites <laughs> that got to walk into the promised land were the two that, that, that stood up <laughs> against the, the majority, against the, <laughs> the majority vote. Uh, those were the only two that actually stepped into the promised land. So uh, let's see, another one was uh, uh, being aware of his presence in this time. And in that being a trailblazer, I think it's, it's not necessarily uh, following what everyone else is doing, but there, there's, there, and right after that, what came was being the remnant, being the tip of the spear, being the faithful ones. And uh, it's not just kind of following the crowd. Again, this kind of goes with the 10 spies versus the two spies. But I think there is, we're called to be the tip of the spear. We're called to be the ones that are plowing the ground. We're called to be the ones that are the remnant, that are the few, that are, that are faithful to the calling of the Lord in this time and not to just flow with, with the tides. Uh, another one was abiding in his presence. And uh, that was Psalm 104 and 5. Uh, but just, and this is something we've obviously been feeling is if we don't abide in him, if we're not, it's that John 15, if we don't abide outside of that, we, we can actually do nothing. Um, if we're not in his love, um, we have nothing. And so that's the key place that we have to remain. It's not a, we don't just come back to it when we need it. We have to actually stay in that place constantly, receiving his love, knowing his love, and then walking in that, in the very things that he's calling us to in this season. Once we step out of that, if we step ahead of him, it's that, it's that Galatians 5, which talks about we walk in step with the Spirit. Uh, a lot of times we like to step ahead of the Spirit and then tell the Spirit to come along with us. <laughs> God, I'm going this way. You got to bless it. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. You walk in step with me. So it's a dance. And he leads it. We walk in step. Um, another one was... Uh, Falling in love with Jesus, and uh, this one again, we've 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 been feeling that uh, that revelation to coming back to the first love. Uh, we have a tendency and can actually set ministry and all the things we're doing above God Himself. And uh, if you put anything above God, it doesn't matter how good it is; it's an idol. And uh, we cannot have anything that raises itself above God. So uh, it is coming back to that first love. Uh, oh, uh, another one was, was in, in, in Luke 4. You know, it's talking about it's Jesus, and he's, he's fasting. He's in, he's in the wilderness for 40 days. And so even as we're fasting, and uh, we're not doing the 40-day fast, only 21, so it should be easy for us. But, uh, but in that time... There were attacks of the enemy, right? The enemy came against Jesus. And, uh, and what did Jesus do to combat the enemy? Is he prophesied the word of God. And so it, I, we're just feeling that in this time, it's of as we're fasting, we're actually declaring the word of God in this time. And that's what removes the enemy from the scene. The enemy has to flee. So using the word of God in this very time as we're, as we're fasting is so critically important. Um, also, the, uh, just having a spirit of unity uh, 
so key in this time and a sensitivity to the spirit. They go kind of hand in hand. It's the spirit of unity and it's that sensitivity to the spirit but that brings us into that oneness. It's by the spirit that we become one. Outside of the spirit, we cannot become one. And so it's, it's by and through the spirit that we, we come into that place of unity. And then uh, uh, a re- also a reset in the spirit. Um, I think there is a lot of resetting going on right now. Uh, and then Hebrews 12, and, and um, you know, this is just about kind of laying aside all those weights and the things that so easily entangle us in these times. Um, we know these verses, but I think we, we <laughs> yet in life, what do we do? We kind of, we take on and start to carry all this stuff and it weights us down. It is, it's part of that simplification, I think. There are things in life right now that I, if, if you just stop for a moment, I'm sure the Holy Spirit would reveal to you, oh, here's some things that you're carrying right now that you do not need to be carrying. And what it's doing is it's either slowing you down or it's taking you off course. And so I believe it's a time when the Lord, even in these times of fasting, that the Lord's going to show us how to actually slow down enough to listen to him to say, okay, these are weights that we need to remove. We need to take these things off. Uh, and then what's the next part of Hebrews 12? It's set your eyes on Jesus. The, the next one here was um, all eyes on King Jesus. And uh, I... I'm going to just jump back to that one because this is a critical one here. Um, the, last, uh, the last one was uh, just God's, being in God's timing and knowing that his love is perfect. And so it's, it's just that understanding the faithfulness of God in this time, that he is faithful. He's the one we put our trust in. He's the one we put our hope in. There's nothing else that we can put our hope in. The moment we do, it will be shaken. It will be taken. Uh, and, uh, and it will... You'll lose your joy. You'll lose your, your, your peace. Uh, so the, I want to go back, though. Do we have the video? Uh, so this was in the, in the video, and this is Brandon Cole, and uh, just an amazing pastor. He's up in Boulder. He's at City on the Hill, and, uh, man, the guy has a heritage. He's got a story. Uh, raise the dead. <laughs> he's... Uh, he's uh, He's just a man of God and such faith. And you'll, you'll hear even, uh, there's a story he tells. He's 13 years old when this happens. Um, but I want you to, uh, this was just part of the call, and I, I didn't ask him if it was okay, but Brandon, I hope this is okay. I play this. <laughs> it's okay. Brandon's cool. He's a, he's a good friend. Um, but listen to these things. And what was crazy is I was, it's probably a lot of what I'm going to share on Sunday uh, you'll get kind of the gist of the message right here. Uh, but it was, uh, it was something that the Lord's been stirring in my heart just this past week. And then I was talking to Marcus about it. And uh, so Marcus and I were on this call with him. And uh, he starts sharing these things. And it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's literally saying word for word what the Lord's been putting in my heart. So I just I want you to hear uh, what, what he has to say. Go ahead. You can play it. It's about a, two minutes long here. You got to be able to read lips, though. It is really good. So strong that, well, Mike, Peter, Father Phil, and everyone love and honor you, Brandon, City on the Hill, Boulder. But I just feel so strong that, um, come what may, it's all eyes on King Jesus. Amen. I, uh, I feel real strong. Joshua, three and five, 
Then Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great miracles and wonders among you. I feel like there's a Joshua generation rising for such a time as this. I feel like our declarations and our decrees in humility, but there's coming a, a fierce boldness on our mouths to speak when we need to speak, be in unity. Uh, I feel like uh, Jesus is the dead raiser and he's still raising the dead. Mm. And I, uh, I just sense that there's coming a greater intimacy with him and there's coming a greater power that's going to be displayed um, before the eyes of the world. And I believe that the bridal revelation of the coming of Jesus is going to be at the forefront. Come, Lord Jesus. It's, it's Maranatha time. It is, it is a powerful intimacy. I feel like um, boldness is going to be at the forefront. Brave, just this word brave, being brave and courageous, but, but also in that humility and unity. And I just I feel like um, there's, a, you know, my, my father's in Mexico, over that region. My grandmother, she's 85, just turned 85. She's in Africa and Kenya. She still gets on a motorcycle, gets in a canoe, goes into the Congo at 85 years old. That's my heritage. And I was remembering this morning talking to my dad that we were on one of those hikes in the mountains of Mexico, hiking, and uh, my brothers were young. My brother John was on his shoulders. My brother Jeremy was at his side. And out of nowhere, this bull a bull with horns comes charging at us and I had a machete and my dad darted to the, you know, one of the sides to get away. And, um, and he's, he was reminding me that I stood my ground, lifted up the machete and was staring down the bull like I was gonna take on the bull with a machete. And, 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 and my father's wisdom was, Brandon, get out of here, you know, like move. And uh, so, Boldness. I feel like there's a fierce boldness coming on the body of Christ like never before to speak the word of God, to speak it accurately, to not bow down to the idols, to speak and be in humility, be in, it's almost like this radical love that eradicates all false authority that's tried to be on the body of Christ. And I feel like false authority is being dismantled and the glory of God will be manifest in our meetings like never before. The power of God on display because it's all eyes on King Jesus. And I believe that the donkey and the elephant will bow to the lion. And um, if I may, Mike, just, just 30 seconds more. Uh, just that, that vision I saw of two rams on the side of a mountain butting their heads. I mean, just, and I was in awe. I thought they were going to kill each other. I just, and one ram was blue, one ram was red. And then I saw the lion come down from the mountain and he roared and he said, it's my blood. And both red and blue bowed to the lion. I feel like God's going to restore our roar. There's a roar coming. It's a roar of the spirit. So I just, I love and honor these fathers like uh, Papa, Papa, uh, you know, just Lou Engle and, and, and so many. And um, Peter Young, my goodness, father. He's a father of fathers. Mike and all the, and Father Phil and all the ones on here. But I just pray into this, Father, I thank you 
for your word. I thank you, Jesus. You're still the name that saves. I thank you, you're still raising the dead. I thank you for boldness that would come upon your church for such a time as this. I thank you for intimacy and radical love that eradicates all false authority. I thank you, God, that we will be a generation that's rising, a Joshua generation. Consecrate, prepare yourself because God's about to do miracles and wonders amongst us. Father, I believe it, we speak it. We're in unity, we're in humility. Father, we're in intimacy with you, but we speak the glory of God in, in all of its wonder and all of its power be displayed in our meetings and in the streets and in our homes. Father, we thank you for it. We thank you for the unity and for your glory, Father, to flood the earth like you promised. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So that was just a taste of, of the call that I was on on, on Monday. Uh, and, uh, and just men of God, women of God uh, that are just really seeking the Lord in this time. And it, I tell you, it's, uh, it's encouraging to be around the, like these leaders and uh, as we just come together. And, and regardless of what's going on uh, in the world right now, remember who's on the throne. And, and remember <laughs> what God can do in the midst of any circumstance that we see, any mountain that we face. Uh, I just, I think we just, we have to do a reset. There's a, I was just talking to Andrew about this. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians 4, and it, it says, we don't lose heart. No matter what the situation is, we don't lose heart. Though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. That's by his spirit. It says, for our light and our momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. And uh, this is setting our eyes on Jesus. Uh, it's, and again, I'll say, it's not that we take, we stick our head in the sand and we stay quiet. It's, it's a focus of on Jesus. And then out of that, let me say the second part here is what he's talking about, what Brandon was talking about, is that it is time for the church to wake up and to actually begin to speak out. But not to speak out in an anger or things that, that divide over worldly things, but we're actually called to divide over heavenly things. We're called to bring the sword as Jesus brought the sword. And, and, and the truth will sometimes hurt, but we are called to actually speak the truth. We speak it in love, but the problem is, is we've been a church that has tried to love without truth. And, uh, and it's actually not possible. <laughs> we have not loved. And uh, so there was, I'm just going to tie into that. There's a word that I shared uh, two weeks ago um, that I felt like this is, a, this is for 2021. Um, I think it's for the rock. I think it's for the region. I think it's at least for Colorado, and it's probably for the nation. Uh, but the, the Lord is saying that it is time for the church to rise up to a place where we are calling the dead things to life. There's, there are decrees that are supposed to be made in this season. And, um, and not only that, that we would call the things that are not as though they are. And this is Romans 4.17, but I felt like so strongly that this is for today. It's for the church now that we're to declare these things. And it reminded me of a, um, this is a word from Chuck Pierce back in, uh, 
December 1st of, of last year. And I'm just going to read this, this last part here. There's a decree said, um, healing is coming on... I'm sorry, I'm going to skip that one. The second one is... Um, oh, no, I, I won't skip that one. He <laughs> um, says this. There were two things. The first one was, healing is coming on the bride through the entire state. He says, and I am going to decree that the bride in the state is rising up to make decrees that will not only change the land, but it will change the course of America. And, uh, and I believe that, that this is the time. that he, He's raising up the bride. He's raising up the body of Christ, his church, in this time to actually make decrees that will change the land and will actually change the course of America. Um, this, so this was December 1st, 2019. The second part of this, um, he said this. He said, and the Lord says... Many changes are going to accelerate. Even over the next three to four months, there will be a great acceleration of changes. <laughs> Look back. <laughs> this was December 1st, three to four months. There was a great acceleration of changes. Um, he said this. He said, uh, but we decree, and listen to these words. He keeps saying this, decree. But we decree that the church will stay hidden in the change. Uh, and know when it is time for its voice to come out. It will connect in ways it has never connected before. It will advance in ways it has never advanced before. And it will cause a new move and a new prototype. And this is what we're beginning to see in the church right now. It is connecting. It is, it is advancing. And it is moving in, in prototype ways. That it, it is new ways that we've never seen before. And then he said this, I'm changing the era of the movement of my spirit over Colorado. And I say to you, you are going to be used to rally councils. You're going to be able to pull groups together to say, it's time to change. It's time for miracles to come. It's time for healings to come. It is time for the decrees to come. And then he says this, he goes, I will, uh, and I say, Judah will go first. And the sound that is over the state will now come forth in a way that it will change the entire land. I decree a move of the Spirit of God in the land. Those decrees are, this is where we begin to speak out. But what we do is we're actually speaking out in accordance with God's will. It's, an, it's a complete alignment with His will. And then we are speaking these things out in this very time. So, uh, I hope this helps in this time where we are today. Uh, Ray, I was going to have, do you want to just come up and share? We're going to end just in a few minutes here. I'm going to, after Ray speaks, I'm just going to read one final word. I'll pray and then we're going to get into groups um, and, and just begin to pray. And I think we have some bullet points and things to, to pray into. But uh, yeah, go ahead, Ray. So, with my time with the Lord this morning, uh, he was talking to me about trusting in him alone. Um, and then he was talking to me about building our lives upon his love. And that love is our foundation. He took me to um, first... Thessalonians. 
3.12 about brotherly love and how we're to love one another constantly with a pure heart. He also took me to Luke 10, 27, where um, a man asked him uh, about what is uh, the greatest law. And he said, um, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. This is often called the greatest commandment. And he says it twice. He says it in Matthew 2. And both of them are in red. And he says it twice. I mean, that's got to be really important. So, I believe we're not, we're here to be the hands and feet of Jesus, but we're also here to be the heart of Jesus. Our job right now is to love. Whether you're red or blue, whether you got a mask or you don't have a mask, whether you're lining up for a vaccine or not, our job is to rise above that. Our job is to look to Jesus. Our job is to love the person in front of us. So that's my prayer for the body, is that that love is our firm foundation. So Lord, I ask that you open our hearts. And go deep that we can take in a deep, deep breath of your love and that we can just saturate the world around us with your great love. It doesn't fail. It's the roadmap for where we're going. So Lord, fill us up to overflowing that we leave a trail of love wherever we go. That wherever we go, we shift the atmosphere with the love of God. That there's nobody so invisible, there's nobody so offensive that we can't love. So fill us up, Lord. Let us be a love and a light to the world that seems like it's gone crazy. Show us the way with your face, with your glory, with your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Ray. Yeah, with that, I'll say, with the group on, on Monday, uh, the as we were putting it together, I just felt like, to set the course, I sent out to all the pastors and I said, I think the, uh, just to help set our course, here's, here was the scripture that I put out there. And it just ties into what Ray was saying here. Is, uh, he said, make my joy complete by being like-minded, by having the same love, by being one in spirit, by being one in purpose. Doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, 
but in humility, considering others better than ourselves. And uh, the other verse that ties into that is Romans 12. I've been in that one as well. And in verse 9 and 10, it just says, "Let." and this is in the Passion, so listen to these words. Let your inner movement, let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another. Never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. <laughs> Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. This is so key. We are one family. And so we are to tenderly love our fellow believers. And we're to be devoted to it. And then the last part of that, I love it, in the, in the Passion, it says, try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. So that's going to be our challenge in the, the coming days, weeks, months. How do we outdo each other when it comes to love, honoring each other, respecting each other? Um, we should be saying, man, I'm going to honor you and love you and respect you more than you do me. <laughs> That's a great one to do. Uh, with your spouses, too. <laughs> love them, respect them, and honor them more than they do you. A lot of times we go, well, they're not, they're not honoring me, so I'm not going to honor them. <laughs> we actually want to outdo. So let's do this. We'll, let's stand up. I want to read this word. Um, and, uh, and then we're going to just gather into groups here. Uh, we'll have some, we'll put a PowerPoint up. And not that you have to go off of that. But here's the thing is, is this is a key part of this that uh, we, you can hear it. But now just engage in it. And some of the, maybe just some of the things you've heard, maybe some of the things that you heard from the, from the different pastors that you're like, oh, something just hit your spirit, that you actually pray into that and begin to come into an agreement with those things. Uh, but just do this. Close your eyes. I want you to hear this. This was a word uh, that the Lord just gave me actually the day before or the day of the kingdom family gathering that we had uh, just this past one. Uh, so it was February 13th. It was before, before anything really hit. Um, we didn't, I didn't, I don't even know if we knew about it or I think we knew there was a virus in China, and, uh, but we didn't really Nobody thought that this would happen <laughs> where we are today. But just listen to, I feel like this is encouraging. This is what the Lord said back on February 13th. Uh, and I just, yeah, here, here's what he said. God is unlocking things that have not been unlocked before. New realms of his kingdom are being released on earth that are bringing greater authority and greater responsibility. This is a new Kairos season, and the Lord is revealing an authority that will shake religious thinking. It will cause other kingdoms to fall. It will remove mountains that have been immovable. It will break down walls that have been put up. Religious spirits and spirits of division will explode. There is a call going out, and it is to bow to bow to the king of kings. The king is bringing us all to the same level, to the same plane. The unity of hearts is beginning and his kingdom is being established 
His church is being revealed. The trumpet is being blown, and it is time to war. To war in the spirit, to war in the heavens. Eyes on him. Eyes on the king. He alone gives the orders, and he alone requires, oh, and to him alone, obedience is demanded. The spirit of unity must be kept. And I put must in all caps. When, when I heard that, I just, it was a, such a strong statement. The spirit of unity must be kept. It is time to unite. It is time to set our eyes on the king and to engage in the battle. The era has come for his church to become one. So, Lord, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for what you are leading us into. I thank you that you are leading us. Lord, I pray that even as we get into this time of prayer and as we go through the rest of this 21 days of prayer prayer and fasting ending on the 31st of January, Lord, I thank you uh, that there are so many things that you're going to show us. I thank you that there's going to be dreams and visions that we get, greater understanding. Lord, you're always speaking, and I thank you that as we just quiet ourselves, Lord, that we're going to hear your voice that there's going to be a clarity, there's going to be a strengthening in our spirit. Uh, there won't be that weariness, but we will be strong in this season. We will stand firm in this season. There will be a resolve to, to set our eyes upon you, to keep our eyes upon you, and to run the race that you have for us and not anything else. Lord, I thank you that you're going to keep us in a place of peace, that our joy will not, be ever, will not ever be stolen because our joy is in you And Lord, I thank you that there is strength that comes when our joy is in you. Father, I pray your blessing over every person here, over everyone watching online. And I thank you, Lord, for the things that you're taking us into. I thank you for this time of prayer and of fasting. And we bless your name. Lord, I thank you that as we go, as we leave this place, Lord, we continue to bless your name and we continue to bring glory to your name. And so we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name.